This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien is on special assignment and he's preparing for, I guess, what is an overseas trip that's going to occur next week. So we know he wanted the extra time to get things ready. In the meantime, we've got a few things to tell you about because we've been looking into the future of the PowerCast and how best to expand our audience. And we got a letter from the Affiliate Relations Department over at GCN, our network. And he tells me that the PowerCast and also the other show, The Tech Night Out Live, are now being heard over KRFE 580 AM radio in Lubbock, Texas, which is a pretty big market. And 580, of course, is one of those great frequencies for AM radio, so it carries a real long way. So, hey, Lubbock, Texas. Maybe we'll bring back some UFOs to Lubbock, Texas. That's going to be the news. And one more thing, just one more thing. And that is, I got a note here from the program director, Marvin Walther, from WIOS AM 1480 in Michigan. We're heard in Michigan, that's right. And he said, when I asked him for some stats and ratings, based on listener statistics from our online streaming, it looks like the Paragast is at least as popular among our audience as Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, even more popular than Mark Levin. Well, maybe that's not a great achievement, but, you know, Mark Levin, at least. You have more than double the listenership of coast-to-coast AM and streaming stats. That's what it says here. And I asked him, what about the station itself? And he said, that trend is mirrored on the station itself. There's a lot of people out there listening. Let me just put these papers away because I think it's professional when you're in radio to have the sound of putting away papers. There we go. Let's see. Who does that? Rush Limbaugh does that. And also TV host Rachel Maddow does the paper thing. And maybe if I keep doing papers like that, I'll... No, I won't make as much money. Anyway, our guest co-host this week is Greg Bishop. Hey there, Greg. Uh, Hi, Gene. Hi, Chris. We also have a special guest. Okay? Surprise guest coming from a long, long way out there. All right? Greetings, Earth creatures. You think that you have tuned into one of your broadcasts, but we are going to have control now, no matter who you might send into space. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, who, who is this? This is Ming, the emperor of this foundational galaxy. An emperor. Ming. The emperor, you may bow down. I have sent my minions toward your planet. Well, last week I was kneeling before Zod, so it's getting a little crowded out there for people who want to control what we do. Or so you think. <laughs> 
May I ask something here? You're an advanced being from another planet, right, Mr. Ming or Emperor Ming? Yes. Yes, I am. So why do you speak in a bad German accent? It was all that was left over. French was taken. It was too messy. Welcome to Chris Rutkowski, who has powers and abilities that we know nothing about. When did you start, Chris, the shtick about doing Ming? Well, that goes back, uh, I guess, about four or five years ago um, when there were some radio plays that were being produced uh, by a theater company. And I was invited to uh, participate and uh, voice some some radio plays. And it was a lot of fun. We did some Flash Gordon. We did some Shadow. We did some Doc Savage. Lots of the fun stuff. And when you really get into it with all the sound effects and the the horror and suspense and the, the organ playing in the background... Uh, It's just a lot of fun. Now, I wonder how many people nowadays remember The Shadow. Because when I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, that was my favorite. Well, you know, there's actually a revival of that. There's uh, a number of uh, companies that have started uh, producing and republishing the, the old pulps and book forms. You can actually get... Uh, the the pulps reproduced in facsimile editions, really nice with some uh, color illustrations as well and some of the original illustrations from back then. And some of the radio plays themselves have been produced. So there really is an, an interest in this. And I guess that says something that people are looking for something that isn't the same anymore because I think we've we're almost reached the point of uh, superhero burnout between DC and Marvel and, and uh, Civil War and... and uh, all that sort of stuff. It's in Ragnarok. You know, we we reach the point where we want something a little bit different, and certainly a throwback to the good old days uh, really makes uh, makes a good listening. Now you have to look at the Shadow, which was a Street and Smith publication and a radio show back in the '30s, and it influenced Batman, among other things. It, it did, in fact. Uh, uh, Doc Savage. Um, was a uh, was a precursor to uh, Superman or some of the Superman stuff uh, in its day. It, it all was related to one another, and the uh, pulp authors were trying to uh, really outdo one another and, and in some ways just copy one another so that uh, they, they knew their audience, they knew what people wanted to read, they knew the dime novels were, were really popular. And uh, that suspense uh, was carried over into the radio shows. So uh, it was uh, great to pick up the the, uh, the dime novel or the uh, the pulps uh, from the uh, newspaper vendor, and then uh, listen to some of the other stuff that evening. It was a great time for science fiction and, and fandom in general. Now, one of the main writers of the Shadow was a magician named Walter B. Gibson, who wrote what about three hundred of the Shadow novels. A lot of those, a lot, yeah. Fascinating stuff in those early days. And Doc Savage, they've tried with a couple of movies, I think a TV movie. It didn't do well. I heard they were making another movie for Doc Savage. It's a matter of adapting it to a modern audience. Yeah, I'd like to see that. There's a a story about how he can actually fit into the Marvel Universe, and uh, he probably could because he was a a contemporary of Captain America back then. So um, there is a way. The movie with Ron Ely back in the, what, 70s or so um, was not as bad as as some broadcast. In fact, I've watched it again recently, and it's a lot of fun, but um, there are ways of bringing some of these uh, pulp heroes back, and it would be nice to see. 
Now, the shadow, I don't think they ever did right. Because the B-movies of the 40s were just junk. They tried again in the 90s, where very famous screenwriter David Kep wrote the screenplay. Alec Baldwin played Lamont Cranston in The Shadow. Oh, yeah. Yes, I and remember And Jonathan that. Winters played the police commissioner. And the taxi cab driver was played by, of course, a certain actor we remember from Young Frankenstein. Peter Boyle. That's right. Now, I liked it, except for the problem is that they went too far. I think it was too much over the top. It was very campy. No question. They, they played on the camp. If they cut back the camp, I think it would have worked. But then look at the beginning scenes where Lamont Cranston goes to the Orient and learns to become a crime fighter after discovering the secrets of crime. Then look at the beginning of Batman Begins and tell me you don't see and, the influences. And Doctor Strange, which starts in another week or two, has the same theme. They had a funny scene on one of the late-night comedy shows where the actor who plays Doctor Strange comes on. Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. And Benedict Cumberbatch plays... Dr. Strange, with the American accent, of course, and he's trying to entertain some children with his tricks. And that gets to be a little bit crazy. But of course, you know, it's all in good fun. And by the way, that movie, with all its wacky psychedelic special effects, is getting very good buzz from Rotten Tomatoes. The places that normally would really be down on such movies seem to like it. We've got Canadian UFO researcher Chris Rudkowski, our Guest co-host is Greg Bishop, Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. With Gene, Chris Rutkowski, and Greg, you're in The Paracast. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. 
Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE, GSM, and Sprint networks. Introducing PIX Wireless. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, or unlock GSM phones with PIX and choose from an arsenal of monthly plans or build your own. Starting at only $2.99 per month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-205-9513 or PIXWireless.com, spelled P-I-X-Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Yes, what happened to that is a magic trick where (laughs) Greg found himself inside the microphone. That's true. It's kind of like a trick where they had this mirror-mirror trick on The Flash this week where The Flash finds himself inside a mirror. Well, Greg found himself inside a microphone. You got to do some effects. I don't have any, I don't have an effects board, so I got to do it on the cheap. Well, this is a low-budget show. You know, it's one step above garage radio. As all our our shows are. I moved out of the garage a little while ago. I've actually got one on my desk now, so that's nice. Yeah, and basically you get what you pay for. So there you go. Well, yes, I paid, and it works great. <laughs> I had an effects board, an adapter with effects on one of the mixers I had, but the mixer went awry, as some are wont to do. I should tell you that we have a second radio show called After the Paracast. And what this means is that we give you color commentary, extended interviews, uncensored and it all comes with the commercial-free version of this show, all for a modest monthly fee. If you want to find out more, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Greg Bishop is our guest co-host. Chris O'Brien is preparing for 
an international trip, and we hope we'll have a lot of stories to tell us about that. But we have Chris Rutkowski, who has done a lot of solid work. And I saw an article on your blog, Chris, and I wanted to talk about this because we always worry about this in the UFO field. And you call the article The Danger of UFO Fandom that you wrote a few months ago. And would you mm-hmm. tell me, please, why is there a danger? Well, the, the problem in ufology today is that there's a, a series of rifts that have developed between uh, the ones who want to think in terms of uh, case investigations, uh, following up stories, talking to witnesses, trying to piece together puzzles of what was really seen. And then there are those who are really fanatical about uh, the UFO phenomenon that uh, they uh, read absolutely everything there is to read about UFOs, which unfortunately is 90% junk. Um, And they'll start to to breathe and and live uh, all of that type of thing. So you get people who uh, think in terms only of uh, Atlantis and uh, telepathic communication with uh, beings from other planes of uh, dimensions and realities and so forth. And they'll get really uh, into things like uh, signaling aliens and trying to communicate with aliens using uh, their basic devices, flashlights and laser pointers and and so forth. And um, one issue that we had was a a recent case where we had a a report from someone who had seen some UFOs flying overhead. And he doesn't live that far from an airport. And he was actually signaling the UFOs with a laser pointer. And the problem with that, of course, is is that in all likelihood, the uh, UFO was an aircraft. And so here's somebody who was really deeply ingrained into the UFO milieu, you know, thinking that he's doing serious research and and doing something good, trying to contact the aliens for the betterment of humankind, but in fact was endangering people through the, uh, uh, the shining of laser pointers. And uh, I had to very gently talk to him about the possibility that this might be occurring, and maybe he might want to tone back on the, the laser pointers, maybe just use flashlights instead. Uh, and he thought that was probably an okay idea. But the fact that some people are doing this, and this is just one person that I'm aware of uh, fairly close to where I live, I, I've heard stories about many, many uh, UFO uh, excursions uh, where people are taken out into fields or uh, campsites and they go overnight and they shine their laser pointers to try and communicate with the flying saucers that are flying overhead. And, you know, it's become common practice to use these devices among some in ufology, and it's it's actually very dangerous. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, that that practice will be frowned upon by some of the large organizations, even though I, I know some of them uh, take people out into the woods or on beaches and so forth and, and shine their uh, their pointers at them. So uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be a reduction in that. Well, the yeah, thing well, to bear in mind, States too, is that certain people charge you to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Charge you to endanger the lives of people in aircraft. I was going to say, in the United States, shining a laser light at a, at a uh, aircraft is a prosecutable offense. Absolutely, yeah. And, of course, uh, I guess the defense that one would have is, no, I thought it was a, an alien spacecraft, not an airplane. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great defense for the huge fine you're going to get. (laughs) Imagine going into court and the judge says, okay, citizen, what is it that you think you were doing? Well, I had this laser pointer. I was trying to attract E.T. 
I wanted to talk to those beings from Zeta Reticuli. I had a case back in 19... I'm thinking it was in 1979, 1980, 81, somewhere in there, where... uh, there were some uh, uh, debunkers who were fed up with uh, the whole UFO thing and thought they'd have a little fun. So they uh, wanted to make a hoax. And what they did is they got some uh, large uh, weather balloons or large large balloons. And they happened to work at a welding company. And they filled the the balloons with a mixture of oxygen and acetylene. And then they attached some railroad flares uh, to the balloons and sent them aloft, thinking that they would give rise to uh, a number of UFO reports. Uh, and they actually did. I mean, people saw this uh, th- these lights drifting over the city and suddenly exploding with a loud boom and rattling windows and so forth. And uh, I'm sure it was a lot of fun, except that they happened to fly their or lift uh, their balloons right up into uh, the flight path of an airport where people were some aircraft were coming in um, on approach to the uh, to the airport itself for landing. Um, and if one of those had got sucked into a jet intake, it wouldn't have been quite as amusing, I don't think. So uh, the, I understand that these two individuals were caught and prosecuted by police. Um, because uh, there's another example where people just don't think before they act in terms of UFOs. And also the stories that are covered in the media when something like this happens, it basically gives everybody the impression that people who go after UFOs are wacky people, eccentric, crazy, wacky people, and that hardly helps the case. Yeah, and uh, the I don't know, the dominance of wacky people in ufology doesn't really help the case, does it? Um, uh, because, you know, a lot of people, uh, it's it's the, uh, you know, the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, I suppose. The ones that are making the loudest noise are often the ones that media are attracted to. And uh, the ones who are actually doing the serious research tend to be in the background, uh, just plugging away, trying to get the work done and trying to produce some data and scientific papers uh, so that there is an open discourse and dialogue. And you tend not to hear about those very much. Well, of course, the media is always looking for the lowest common denominator. And the reason being, that's what gets ratings. That's what is clickbait. I mean, even in the technology field, I can tell you how to get clickbait very simple. This is what you do. I'll give you the secret if you want to track clicks in our next segment. Chris Rutkowski, our guest co-host is Greg Bishop. You're in The Barricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Go to GCNteam.com or call 855-GCN-MALL. That's 855-426-6255. GCNteam.com or 855-426-6255. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. Ming is among us. That's why he's merciless. 
And you want to see how merciless he is, try to shut him down. Ooh. But seriously speaking, this is what gets the attention. And I'll tell you what gets the attention in technology. You put Apple Incorporated or just Apple or Mac or iPhone in the headline. It could be totally innocuous. It could be, well, Apple is going out of business tomorrow. And the article could say, well, if Apple stops selling iPhones and they all burned up like Samsung's do, then Apple might go out of business. You know, that kind of thing. Anything that pushes Apple is guaranteed. It's a lock. It's going to get hits. Not only that, but I would imagine certain presidential candidates' names would automatically get attracted. So there's another way, too. Well, we're going to try to avoid that because we're avoiding the P word here. Yeah. (laughs) A friend of mine is a lawyer, very dedicated listener to the show. And he said he hadn't listened lately because Chris O'Brien had said one time in reference to a certain candidate, that candidate should be in jail. We know who he was talking about. He said, I want to hear that. You know, there's enough wacky political talk out there. And I think there's an audience for what we do because of the fact that we have that example of a radio station in Michigan where the PowerCast is getting more listeners or as many listeners as the top conservative talk show hosts. The other thing that bothers me is these guys are getting $20 million a year. And I'm getting butkus. <laughs> the check's in the mail, Gene. Right. Well, the check's been in the mail for six years. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. I realize they're using the lowest bidder. That's what happened. And the lowest bidder is walking from the home office. And, you know, he wants to stop in Utah for a week. And then he goes to Spain. He wants to see some festival in Spain. And he hangs out there for a couple of years. He'll get here with his check. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. But your point is well taken that uh, there is an audience for this. And you can't blame media for really focusing on the stuff that's sensational. The point is, though, that the subject alone has a lot of fascinating elements. I mean, we can just go with the cases that have actually been reported and investigated, some of the theories which have been proposed, and then talk about the incredible uh, scientific discoveries, uh, you know, everything from some of the Mars landers to the discovery of new exoplanets every other day, it seems, uh, and some of the programs that are going on with uh, space stations, the Chinese space station that's under development. I mean, there, there's all this advance in the field of space exploration and space science, and the possibility that there's life out there is being taken very seriously. I just got another yet another book in the mail to review on the subject of the search for extraterrestrial life. Um, this is a subject that is fascinating us because, as humans, we have this desire to know if we really are alone. Is this it? Uh, Is what we're seeing around us uh, all there is to in in terms of the universe? Or is there something more? Are there creatures like us, or perhaps somewhat very much unlike us, out there somewhere that are contemplating the same issues that we're dealing with uh, as well? Have they come across some way to solve hunger and war and all the problems that plague us here? So we're looking in some ways for help and salvation out there, but we're doing it in a way that really lends itself to some open discussion, and, uh, you know, it's very ripe for um, uh, a lot of uh, discourse and podcasts and books and magazines and so forth, because this is what people are really fascinated with, and it's an escape and a diversion from some of the stuff that's going on in everybody's lives today. 
Oh, this is, of course, all very interesting, but this creates the climate also for people who are hucksters uh, to play yes. the games. Yeah, to, to prey upon the desires of other people. And that's the other side of the coin, that there are people who are in it only for that, that they're in it for their personal gain and to prey on the gullibility of people who do have these desires. Well-meaning people in some cases, but uh, they're just not approaching it in a way that is ethical, that they uh, are, are really trying to lead people astray based on their own uh, views, and it may not be uh, in the best interest of a lot of people who are very susceptible to uh, these types of beliefs. Now, I don't know if you see this on Facebook every so often. Someone presents an invitation to go to a site to hear the channeled messages from the star beings and Zeta Reticuli. Now, I have a little fun with that person saying, you don't even know what Zeta Reticuli is. And the only <laughs> thing they probably know is they read about it in connection with the Betty and Barney Hill case. Uh, indeed. You know, channelers uh, are nothing new to ufology, and we're starting to, to ease into the direction of uh, original topic, I guess, ghosts and hauntings and, and UFOs and what's their relationship. But channelers, um, you know, back in the 1920s, 1930s, people were channeling messages from their deceased Aunt Mary and, and, and people like that. Although there were some channelers of alien beings back, back then around the turn of the previous century as well. But uh, channeling has really become much more popular recently. Uh, it really never went away during the uh, 50s and 60s. The contactees were into that a little bit. And uh, well into the 70s, seemed to fade for a while. And now we're looking, uh, we've come full circle again, uh, that it's not just abductees who believe that they were uh, taken aboard a craft and, and deposited back with some vague memories. And it could be screen memories and it could be dreams and so forth but now there's this assumption that uh, the abductees themselves are contactees that they have a mission uh, directed by the aliens and uh, they're in telepathic contact or have been given the ability to channel messages from uh, beings uh, in other dimensions and parallel universes and things like that that make no sense in physics but sound really good because it's the buzzwords that people really want to hear and so channeling is is really very very popular i i know that uh bashar who is uh, paul anka's brother or uncle or something like that um he's very popular in the lecture circuit right now giving you know uh philosophical and uh, personal life advice to people who are seeking such advice from other people and why not get it from an alien after all the aliens have it all together they're certainly not here so uh they have they, they figured it all out why would they want to be around here I used to know a guy named Andy Anka, by the way, the Paul Anka's brother. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but what the heck. In yeah. any case, I want to ask you this specifically, though. All this stuff that's coming supposedly from channeled sources, is it all just made-up stuff or is there any reality behind it? Not necessarily the source, but that something is going on. Well, I've sat with channelers. I've sat in seances with individuals channeling information. Uh, in terms of the uh, contactees, I've, I've been with a few contactees who uh, have said they've received channeled information. And the problem is the channeled information hasn't changed much uh, over the past 60 or 70 years. I mean, I can look at channeled messages that have come through the Ethereum Society and other groups from the 1950s, and it's really uh, identical. You know, basically, 
uh, you're, uh, the earth is messed up, uh, we are at war too much, we have to learn to love one another, uh, stop fighting, uh, be nice to everybody, take care of the planet, stop polluting it, so on and so forth. Um, that message is, is identical to what's happened from the, uh, the early contactees from the 1950s and 60s. So in that sense, uh, I would say there's nothing new under the sun. And if the source for the channel messages seems to be the same, then the messages seem to be the same. Back then, we know a lot of the, the individuals involved were simply in it for gain, personal gain, in it because they themselves uh, perhaps had some uh, personal issues. I'm not saying that's what's going on now, but you know, if the message is identical and the process is identical, I suspect that uh, uh, they're really no different than uh, what was produced uh, decades ago. They're just like the fortune tellers. They're making stuff up. We have Chris Rudkowski, and we're talking about UFOs, psychic phenomena. It's a Halloween weekend, so we may get into a little bit of ghosts and UFOs in a moment. We have Greg Bishop. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment with Gene, Chris, and Greg. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the Numana difference. 
America-made food stores all love to eat. Yum! This is a life-changing message for anyone with sleep apnea who is on the go and tired of dragging around a big, bulky home CPAP device. Now there's finally a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP. And if you're one of the first 100 callers, you can try Transcend risk-free for 10 days. So call now, 1-800-441-0335. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. To guarantee your 10-day in-home trial, you must be one of the first 100 callers to call minicpap.com now. 1-800-441-0335. Again, that's 1-800-441-0335. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Chris Rutkowski is here. Chris O'Brien's preparing for his trip. Greg Bishop is our guest co-host. Greg? I didn't have a question. I have comments as we're going along. Um, Chris, uh, nice to talk to you and talk to you again. The last time I saw you was at the UFO Congress, I think, in February. Yes, it was good to see you there. Yeah, I had never met Chris and I didn't have enough time to talk to him. So next time there's a uh, maybe I'll just have you on my show. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The thing I was thinking about uh, channelers and all that one, I see if you agree as no matter what you do, be it channeling three card Monty um, bad movies, whatever. You want. <laughs> if people come to it, it doesn't matter how many times it's debunked or people say it's full of junk. If people like it, they'll keep coming to it. The other thing is I've heard some channeling too. I actually paid a guy, an uh, old time contactee once to channel for me. And basically he mumbled a lot and fumbled around and said a lot of things that were completely irrelevant and mostly pretty boring. I had a, a interview with a researcher once and he said, you know, that, that it seems like they're getting this message from the center of the universe somehow, and it's it's putting people to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm similar to that in my uh, my beliefs in terms of channeling as well. And the reason that it's so persistent, despite the fact it's being debunked and, and shown to be irrelevant, is the persistence of belief. Uh, the strength of belief is very, very strong. And no matter what subject you're talking about, uh, belief in, in one's ambition, your political slant, your views on, on religion and so forth, um, it's, it's very, very strong. And um, you can believe in a certain way and you can be a very, very intelligent person and get led astray because of your particular beliefs. And it's very difficult to change one's beliefs if they are so ingrained. In fact, we did a, a study. I, I, 
in undergraduate university, I did a, an experiment uh, through the psychology department. When my advisor assisted me on this to produce an experiment to try and change people's belief in UFOs. And uh, we, we never got it published, uh, although we did submit it for publication and it, it never went through the process. But uh, it may get published someday. This goes back a few years because the, uh, the conclusions, I think, were still sound. What we did, we, we had a large group of people. I think there were three or four or five hundred people. And we gave them a survey. Mm-hmm. The survey had and um, uh, there a, lot, a series of questions, Loch Ness and, and Bigfoot and uh, um, conspiracies and so forth. So it was a, uh, a series of questions. And there was one question about UFOs, whether you believe strongly that UFOs were alien spacecrafts and were real. And then... Uh, and then you rated it from a zero to ten or something. Right. Well, what we did is we looked only at that question for all these people, and we broke them into groups of high believers and high disbelievers in UFOs. And then we we called them in uh, to a room, those particular individuals, and showed them uh, two different videos. And uh, the video, the actual images were the same. It showed a. a a light uh, moving in the sky that was actually a, a, an actual UFO video that had been submitted for investigation. But the dialogue accompanying it was very different. In one, an authoritarian voice like a news announcer said that this is a UFO that was reported over um, Tallahassee on you know, February 1976, and uh, it has been shown to definitely be an aircraft, and the witnesses were mistaken. On the other one, uh, it was also an authoritarian voice, but it was saying this uh, UFO video was studied by astronomers and scientists from RAND and, and JPL and has never, never been able to be explained. And then what we did, we tested the people before they saw the video and after they saw the videos to see if people with strong belief that UFOs were real, see, having a video that says that this particular one wasn't real, could be changing their mind, maybe the UFOs really aren't real after all, and then the vice versa, where people who were convinced that there was nothing to UFOs once they heard this authoritarian video uh, proclaiming that it hasn't been explained, maybe they could be nudged in the other direction. And it turns out that the experiment failed miserably, and this is why it never got published. Um, (laughs) Nothing you can do can actually change a person's beliefs if they are strongly set. If you're somewhere in the middle, you might have some chance of moving one way or another slightly. But if you are bound and determined that there's nothing to UFOs, nothing I say to you that presents any kind of proof, no matter how strong it is, will convince you. And conversely, if you believe that aliens are are really flying spacecraft over uh, the United States, uh, there's no way I could convince you that that's not the case, no matter what what I my, my argument is. So it's the strength of belief that is very very powerful, and this drives a lot of ufology today. Do you think it's worse now? Because if you have a belief, you've got a tool whereby you can shore up any belief that you might possibly have. Um, it, I, I think it might be getting a little bit worse because people aren't presented with um, confounding evidence very much. Yeah, in fact, I think that's uh, the big problem with the internet right now, is that uh, you tend to really accumulate uh, information in your own peer groups. Uh, You really are preaching to the choir, and and why would you go elsewhere? Because you're getting the affirmation and the validation from within your own group. 
well, I definitely know that uh, that the aliens are from uh, uh, Sirius B, not Sirius A. And then you hang around with the Sirius B people, and then the Sirius A people get infuriated. And but there's no no debate there because you're only discussing it within those groups. Uh, yeah, there's no question that um, the I don't know the compartmentalization of society because of the internet. I mean, it's ironic because the internet is giving you such a great opportunity now to have discussions, to open discourse, and you can talk about things uh, with many people around the world. So the, 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 you know, really, the universe is, is within your grasp, but you focus on exactly what you want to hear and the information that you're very selective about acquiring. So uh, it actually is in some ways negating uh, the accessibility. Well, it makes yeah, it easier to find uh, stuff that you agree with your own echo chamber. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's you know it's so much easier, but it's um, I don't know. It's it seems like to me that uh, I'm not horribly old, but when I grew up, I could. It, it took a lot of work to find out to find things that would shore up your argument rather than your just your belief. Um, so it, yeah, like we say, it's 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 much easier now to do that, and it's a lot harder for you to for most people to find people that disagree with them you're just not inclined to do so it's just human nature uh, i would tend to agree that uh, uh it, we're, we're really uh, uh, i don't know uh, sticking together in smaller groups rather than uh really becoming part of the uh, uh the global village i mean marshall McLuhan, i think would be appalled to see uh, what's really transpired over the past little while <laughs> Yes. So instead, if it's a village, it's an echo chamber, as I said. Now, also in the world of politics, you see that very much. And I don't want to talk about a specific candidate. But you do see that even in all the polls of the American election, they all vary within a small percentage, a few points up or down, because most people already have their views set in stone. All they do is read watch material that confirms what they believe or what they believe about the opposition. And there's only a very, very small area of maneuverability to move an election towards one candidate or another. Do you see the same phenomenon in Canada? Oh, absolutely. Um, There's very few people who are real undecideds. Uh, Most people are one way or another. In fact, you see this in um, families. You know, my father was a conservative, and he voted conservative. His grandfather voted conservative, and and you know we've been voting conservative for the past uh, you know seventeen generations or whatever it is. You know, liberals are liberals are liberals. Uh, you know, and areas geographically, certainly some geographical regions uh, will will be democratic versus uh, other candidates, uh, and it just happens to be the the way that the political. Um, leanings have been going for generations and you just get into that groove of voting the same way and it usually takes a a real major uh, shift of something really major occurring to shift you away from what you've been doing and it's not just politics i mean we find that um in uh, in all types of uh, societal groups you know if i'm uh if i'm a believer in oh let's say um uh, uh, you know, a pr- particular religious group, I'm not going to suddenly shift to a different uh, religious sect because somebody told me to or tried to convince me. Let's do our break here and we'll continue with this. 
And then I guess it's also about people living in their own personal realities. Chris O'Brien's on special assignment. We have Greg Bishop as guest co-host and Chris Rudkowski. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com. sunshine-pillows.com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Oh boy, that is channeling. That's channeling. I don't know what channel. (laughs) That was purely Ashtar. I had nothing to do with that. Right, Ashtar came in through his body. I wish he'd stop doing that, boy. Now, is it easier for people just to accept what their parents did and what their peers do? I mean, to actually think for yourself and stand apart. That's not easy because the social pressures are forcing you in the other direction. Yeah, we certainly are under pressure from a a lot of directions. There's no question. And we see this in science, too. You know, uh, the whole debunkers versus believers in ufology if we can steer this back to ufology briefly. I wanted to show that it applies to all of society, but let's yeah. go on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, it's very strong in ufology versus, uh, uh, you know, debunkers versus believers. Debunkers, uh, you know, hardcore debunkers uh, will search for every opportunity to uh, to show that 
certain cases and, and theories and, and individuals are really off track. Whereas believers, you know, they're they're really uh, very narrow in their beliefs because uh, it doesn't matter whether that particular case was explained as Venus. The one that I had definitely wasn't Venus, and therefore the aliens really are real. You get that kind of uh, attitude all the time. So it really does apply across the board from religion to politics to ufology to scientific views uh, to views on, you know, e- even which uh, a manufacturer of power tools are, are better or cars. I mean, you simply cannot convince a Chevy owner that Ford is better. It just doesn't work like that. You see, I'm really an outlier here because I never fell in love with one car brand. I've had a number of different car brands. Whatever sounds interesting, if I can afford it when I'm in the market for a car, and that's less and less so as I get older, that's what I get. I think the only area where I stuck with something would be Apple. Oh, let's see, there's the same thing, Apple versus IBM, you can, or PC, I suppose, versus Apple. I mean, it, people are, are convinced one way or another. Yeah, it's uh, I I've uh, had Apple since I started publishing a zine way back in the early 90s. That's because they were the only computers available that did graphics uh reliably and uh, uh nicely. So I've stuck with that just because of that. I mean, it's just, you know, I realize that's a, you know, it's my own track. And cars, I guess I I've had Hondas for a long time cuz the things run forever. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm not going to leave Hondas at any time soon. And in terms of uh computers, you know, you've got the IBM Apple debate, and then you get this third-party candidate Linux coming up, and you say, "What the heck are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's very interesting about IBM now. Do you know what the most popular computer for IBM employees now is? Yeah, I Max. read that. Yeah. And the Max. reason is because Apple and IBM made a deal where they develop custom mobile software for Apple's products, and then they decide to offer. IBM employees, a choice. You want a PC or a Mac? And they've got 90,000 Macs right now at IBM, which is, I think, the largest corporate customer. But then they came out with an announcement, and this is the Mac versus PC. People will scream, but this is the announcement. It costs, over a four-year period, the cost of ownership of the Mac is $250 to $550 less. And for 90,000 Macs, they have five support people. So maybe Max costs more when you buy them, but a company is not looking at just the purchase price. They're looking at the cost of ownership. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Macs are just always cheaper. It's always something. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I've, have, I've had uh, one Mac die on me in, what, 20 years? So that might be the other thing. They're, they seem to be fairly reliable for the most part. Never, ever had one die on me. I had one Mac, kept developing some minor issues. It was a PowerBook 5300 CE from the mid-90s before Steve Jobs came back to the company, and this little liquid adhesive on the screen bezel at the bottom would keep leaking out. I send it to Apple, they fix it, and then I get it back, and three months later, I send it back again. Yeah, maybe it was some kind of ghost phenomenon. Uh-huh. It's like the uh, the... the the, uh, who was it that used to walk into labs and things would start breaking? Um, not Enrico Fermi. It was one of the other early uh, quantum physicists. But they, they started, people started telling him not to come into the lab because stuff would spontaneously break when he got there. You mean Yuri Geller? Yeah. Was, he, <laughs> he wasn't an early physicist, but whatever. Go ahead, Gene. I'm sorry. 
No, that's okay. It's perfectly okay. But getting back to the UFO field, you know, part of the problem in figuring out what's going on is that when people enter the field, they're told these are spaceships. That's a social meme. Flying saucers equals spaceships. People interested in UFOs are spaceship believers. And you can't move them away from that. It is. It's very tough to to get over uh, the UFO equals spaceship equation. Very, very difficult. If you were to get away from it, what would you hypothesize? Well, you know, that's that's the tough question. Is there anything <laughs> else? I mean, we can certainly talk in terms of, and I, I was on a... a uh, 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 an actual uh, uh, AM radio station this uh, this morning in studio, and they asked me about uh, other dimensions and parallel universes and so forth. And the question is, could the aliens, instead of being from Mars or Venus or whatever, be from a parallel universe or an alternate dimension? And the trouble is that, uh, I mean, I um, well, my university degree was in math, or one of my degrees was in math as well as education. And um, you, you, we can talk in terms of quantum physics, and we can talk in terms of higher dimensions and alternate dimensions and so forth, but we really have no idea what that means. Uh, I mean, the assumption is that, uh, you know, let's say there's a, you know, aliens that exist in the seventh dimension, and... Um, uh, they manifest themselves as balls of light bobbing along a countryside in our very, very limited uh, one, two, three, four dimensions. Well, that's nice to say, except um, something existing in a seventh dimension will also exist in the six, five, four, three, two, one dimensions. And we don't see uh, a lot of evidence of, of some of that other stuff that's going on. And um, existing in, in multiple dimensions simply is a mathematical concept. We really have have no way of translating that into the physical senses. Uh, we can say perhaps it's spiritual, but even the concept of, of ghosts and, and uh, numinous entities, things like that, uh, we have no scientific way to describe those. So to say that something's from a higher dimension makes no sense scientifically or mathematically. It just doesn't work, and it doesn't help us. You might as well say that uh, the beings pop in and out um, through... Um, uh, waving a magic wand, because there, there's really no difference between that in terms of scientific uh, discussion. In terms of parallel universes, well, uh, you know, there's there are some very advanced theories of cosmology with posit the uh, you know alternate universes or universes beyond our own that that don't intersect. And the problem is they don't intersect, and traveling between universes that don't intersect causes a little bit of a problem. Uh, so again, we don't have the physics or the mathematics um, uh, that would describe such things. So sort of throwing them around as possibilities um, doesn't even amount to a theory. It's just saying, throwing up your hands and shrugging and you're saying you don't know. So I would rather say I simply don't know rather than invoking uh, some sort of, you know, universal consciousness or something like that that some people are talking about. So... If it's not aliens, and, you know, one theory is that there really aren't, I guess that's a possibility, but if there uh, they really are aliens, how do they get here from, from there, wherever they are? That's an interesting discussion. Um, but is it possible that UFOs are a natural phenomenon? 
you know, Persinger made a, uh, Michael Persinger made a, a lot of papers and a lot of studies on the possibility that UFOs represent some sort of uh, tectonic energy, that there's electromagnetic magnetic energy from inside the Earth that is being released in very subtle and discrete amounts that either manifest as balls of light or make people think, because of the energies affecting their minds, make them think that they're seeing UFOs. Let's pursue this in our next segment. Chris Rutkowski, Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg, you're in. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Warning, if you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to change the station because there's an alternative to bankruptcy and it could be faster than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to change the station now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could reduce your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now, 1-800-557-3965. That's 1-800-557-3965. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now, 1-800-557-3965, Diabetes is at war with your circulatory system. Fight back with Cardivite. Cardivite is a dietary supplement containing powerful herbs for circulation and healthy cardiac function. Improve your energy, stamina, and mental acuity. Reduce swelling, cold hands, and risk of amputation. Get your blood flowing with Cardivite. This five-star rated product was developed by a diabetic pharmacist and is available online at www.getbloodflowing.com. That's www.getbloodflowing.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries, 
injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I like that one. That was pretty good. Is that like a gargling no, the, thing? No, no, that's the that's the Bugs Bunny thing, you know, so... <laughs> Stunned silence. You get what you pay for, folks. That's all I can say. <laughs> the price of free radio. Yeah. Forgot to say that that the uh, non-ETH, uh, non-ET ideas about UFOs was a question that was uh, sent to us from Kurt Collins. Wouldn't you know it? Thanks, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, he just wanted to put you on the spot. Well, if, if we want to talk a little bit more about Persinger and the tectonic strain theory and things like sure. that. Sure. Those are viable explanations. I mean, you can actually study the possibility of that uh, by doing some scientific testing. I actually have studied the tectonic strain in some detail. I've actually published scientific papers in peer-reviewed journals. Uh, I did a long, actually, uh, one of my undergraduate theses was about it. Um, and uh, so I, I don't think it's a viable explanation for, uh, for UFOs. But it's an interesting theory, and it may have some applications elsewhere. Uh, you know, earthquake lights and so forth may have some relation to this. So there, there are some things like that. There's been some discussion about whether UFOs represent uh, some form of energy in the atmosphere, atmospheric energy like sprites. You know, there's these, these giant flashes of light that are resembling lightning that uh, shoot up from the atmosphere. Very, very powerful. That certainly wouldn't explain some small balls of light. Uh, that people see at close range and so forth. Then there's explanations relating to more terrestrial vehicles. Are they, in fact, some sort of American, Russian, Italian, I don't know, whatever country's secret weapons uh, that are, are being tested? And I guess the arguments against that is, you know, would you test your secret weapons in plain sight like that, or would you fly them only at Area 51? Um, because they obviously haven't been quite perfected yet. Uh, but... I mean, that's a possibility that there's something else going on that we don't know. Uh, in fact, uh, there's uh, plane spotters, the equivalent of train spotters, uh, who spend all their time examining the skies, watching uh, aircraft flying overhead from uh, various large centers and, and military bases. And uh, that's how uh, we found out about things called the pumpkin seed aircraft. Uh, these are a very advanced aircraft that they believe have been launched from uh, from Area 51 and, and other test grounds that uh, are very, very advanced are being used in uh, supersonic flight. 
to do overflights for military operations, um, you know, uh, overflights for reconnaissance and so forth. So it's through these types of things uh, of actual plane spotters, which I guess are the conventional version of UFO spotters, uh, that we understand that there are some, in fact, top-secret aircraft that are under development that have certain characteristics. So it's very possible that there's something under development, but we haven't seen anything that seems to to be in line with that. One of the explanations for the Falcon Lake UFO from 1967, and the, the we've talked about this on the show before, it was this saucer-shaped craft that was uh, seen um, by an amateur prospector named Stefan Mihalik, who was burned by it when it took off. Uh, one of the explanations that was proposed by uh, a Canadian researcher named Palmyra Campagna, who looked through military documents and found some evidence that it was related to uh, uh, the Avro car and, and all that sort of stuff, that maybe it was some sort of U.S. military craft that was developed uh, about the same time and uh, what we're seeing is actually a, a military vertical takeoff and landing vehicle. The problem is um, there was no predecessor to that object that was ever seen and nothing came of it. I mean, the darn thing took off and, and landed and, and you'd think that it would be still around. We'd see some evidence of the exact same craft being reported and yet we don't have the exact description reported in other cases. So... Uh, it's unlikely that it is related to a military craft in that way. So there's a series of different types of explanations that we can uh, posit, but the reality is that uh, you know the ET is the one that attracts the most attention and may have the most going for it in terms of testable hypotheses. So uh, even though we try to avoid the extraterrestrial hypothesis, it still comes back to bite us in the ass from time to time. How would you test for it? Uh, what and is it is it your your uh, favorite explanation at the moment? Actually, uh, of all the explanations, I don't have one. You know, my my, I, <laughs> I get around it by by saying, you know, I'm still sitting on the fence, and those points are really digging in pretty badly right now. But I feel um, the same way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, I I uh, a lot of people get into ufology because they want to validate themselves. They want to prove that uh, that the aliens are really here. They want to find the evidence. To, a lot of field investigators for MUFON want to you know, crack the case. They want to find the case that will prove once and for all that the aliens are here. Um, that was never my intent. I was always interested in UFOs as either a psychological or a sociological phenomenon. And I, again, I've made this case before that if UFOs aren't physical, then they're at least psychological and sociological. In, and in any of those cases, they're deserving of scientific study. And that's right. what I want to uh, talk to the scientific community about. And, and some people are, are really adamant that they're, you know, it's just a matter of time before we get that case, before disclosure really happens and we can prove once and for all that we're right. Ha 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 ha, nanny nanny boo boo, that the aliens really are here. Um, but there are a number of people like myself who aren't from that bag. We're studying the phenomenon as a phenomenon, um, gathering data, talking to people, uh, openly talking about it, sharing information, trying to understand all the different facets of the phenomenon. I mean, as much as I think that the contactee and channeling thing is really going off track, uh, it's a part of the phenomenon that we can't ignore. And for that, uh, we should be studying it in more detail. Uh, maybe we should be testing channelers. Uh, I know that they refuse to be tested, but by golly, you know, try to say to some of them, okay, I, I know you want us to 
clean up our act on Earth and stop wars and, and all this sort of thing. But, you know, do you have that cure for cancer anywhere, really, just sort of kicking around uh, on Venus there? There must be something that you can give us. There are ways of, I think, approaching this in a very scientific manner, challenging the uh, the status quo. And I think that's something that I'd like to see in ufology, a, a channeling of the status quo. Why can't, you know, some of the hardcore ufologists work uh, in conjunction with some of the hardcore debunkers? In fact, I turned to Tim Printy when I was doing some of my research and uh, data analysis for the Canadian UFO survey. And I said, do you have any, you know, idea what this particular case might be? Uh, can you can you offer some suggestions? You want to give us a hand? Uh, I think that's a, a valid way of approaching the subject because mm -hmm. if ufology isn't going to be its own harshest critic, then by golly, go to a critic and uh, try and come up with some mutual understanding. There might be something there. Definitely. One thing I wanted to ask about, because it kind of follows a discussion we've had in recent episodes, about what I would call, and it has something to do with the TV show by that name, the one step beyond phenomenon, and we can pick up on this in the next segment, that UFOs over the centuries, or at least since 1897, appear to demonstrate technology that's somewhat ahead of us, but not incredibly ahead of us. Or am I wrong? We've got Chris Witkowski, Gene Steinberg, Greg Bishop. You're in. Whose turn is it? <laughs> <laughs> that parakeet. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. 
Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to mypillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's mypillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I wanted you to do that. Guess whose turn it is and just do it. Or use psychic powers. I got I got props for the next one, so. Okay, oh. you can do the next. No, no, it's not the ocarina. Okay, so seriously speaking, or all seriousness aside, as some people say, do you notice that too? This thing where the that, UFOs uh, appear in a lot of cases to be just a step ahead of us. Yeah, you know, that's been talked about before, uh, that, you know, uh, we see uh, mystery rockets manifesting in the 1940s or so that that are just a little bit ahead of their time, and mystery aeroplanes were just a little bit ahead of their time in the 1800s when people were seeing the... uh, uh, the, the you know the mystery balloons and dirigibles and, and airships and so forth. Um, the technology that was being thought of was a little bit ahead of the time. Uh, in fact, I remember when the airships were being discussed by a number of newspapers and uh, in, in my research that I was going through the airship mystery. Uh, a lot of people were talking about the amazing uh, abilities of some of the airship inventors and the airship pilots. Um, and the abilities uh, were really ahead of the technology of that day. 
but it was being speculated upon. And I think it's more related to the fact that even now we're talking about Star Trek and Star Wars and uh, flights between the stars. And we don't have that technology, but we're positing that some of the uh, UFOs and flying saucers that are being observed now might have that technology. Uh, Whereas... Uh, in the 1940s and 50s, they were being talked about like nuclear engines and things like that, which the technology didn't quite exist back then, but it was being talked about. So I think, believe it or not, science fiction um, and literature plays a very big role. It's interesting. We've come around from being the, uh, uh, the magnificent uh, emperor that science fiction has played a big role in the development of science and certainly within ufology itself, that there is a relationship and perhaps one is needed or or tags along with the other. And, you know, we're living in the Steven Spielberg universe right now in the sense that we can now envision, we turn on our televisions, we turn, uh, we go to a movie uh, and, and we can see aliens on the big screen. We can see spaceships flying between the stars. We can see what the types of interactions might imply. When the arrival opens in theaters in just a matter of days now, uh, it really puts a perspective on who we are and what, it, what, does it, what would it really mean to communicate with an alien race that's really truly alien and would we even have any kind of dialogue whatsoever and what are the implications for the human race. Uh, it allows us to speculate, um, and at the same time, you know, the, the, that we're able to envision this because of such things, and it allows some scientists to see, you know, the ones who are graduate students today or maybe high school students today in 10 years, it'll allow them the opportunity to think in terms of what's possible, not what is impossible. You know, it's impossible to fly between the stars. You'll have a uh, somebody 10 or 20 years from now saying, you know what, I think it's possible to, tra- to travel between the stars and this is how I think we can do it. So once you have that shift in the relationship between fiction and fact, uh, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for good dialogue and I, that's one thing that really uh, excites me about what's coming up in the future. So can we expect warp drive? Well, Whether it's actual warp drive traveling faster than the speed of light, which is by definition impossible, or cheating the speed of light through wormholes or or something like that, I think it will be eventually possible to to travel great distances uh, uh, in the universe. I don't know how it could be done right now. There's nothing, absolutely nothing in our physics that shows that it can be done right now. Um, but maybe it's simply um, looking at the equations in a different way, perhaps finding a, a material that hasn't been tried before. Uh, Stan Friedman talks about you know, the possibility of mixing, I don't know, vanadium with copper with a little bit of lanthanide mixed in. And nobody's ever tried that before, but what happens when you do? What, does the, what kind of material do you produce by doing that? So... Um, you know, maybe there's something that's just around the corner that will allow us to uh, to speculate in ways that we haven't even thought of right now. I got a question. Uh, Chris, you've just been describing, you know, uh, a little bit ago uh, that all the technology that people see with regards to UFO reports seem to be just ahead of the technology of the time, or at least comprehensible in, 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 the, in the time that they're seen. What do you think of the idea that the witness is extrapolating based on something they saw, and that's the only thing they can think of. 
Yes. Yeah, I think that's uh, certainly because the uh, a UFO experience is witness-based, uh, the witness factor is very strong. It can be very possible that there are two witnesses side by side and one sees a, a spaceship and one sees, you know, just an odd aircraft as the, the simplest example. So, I mean, that's certainly possible. And if the witness's own uh, predisposition is that they're aliens, they'll see aliens. If the witness predisposition is that um, they're very religious and they're looking for a sign from God, that's what they're going to see. So there's a lot of factors at play. In fact, that's another interesting avenue for research, uh, to, to talk about the religiosity of uh, ufology. Uh, how does that play into one's belief systems and desires as well? So I think there's a lot of material for discussion in there. Right. Thank you. Jane? Yes. <laughs> now, the thing about it that's most important here is when we talk about UFOs and contacting extraterrestrials, how does that endanger religions here? Because if they tell us they have a specific religion which is totally alien to us, do we treat them as infidels or do we now adopt that religion because they are more advanced? Ah, there's see, there's another, we could do a whole show on that one. There's a movie in the works uh, based on a novel titled The Sparrow. I'm trying to remember the author. It's a woman with three names. <laughs> I can't remember right now. People can Google it as I'm talking and trying to rack my brain. But um, it was actually in production, and they ran into some difficulties. Uh, I think Matt Damon was even in the in the in the works or named as one of the protagonists. Um, so, and the premise of the Sparrow is that uh, an extraterrestrial signal is received. Uh, and uh, a spaceship is launched uh, from Earth to go and investigate, and uh, the uh, the ship lands, and uh, there's some the, some seriously tragic consequences, and a great difference of, of opinion between the aliens and and the Earthlings. The uh, ship was actually sent into space by Jesuits, a Jesuit order. Uh, in our history, um, uh, the Jesuit orders and the Vatican were actually behind a lot of exploration. You know, they, uh, Christopher Columbus was commissioned that the Jesuits were sent to quote-unquote explore North America, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, the Jesuits were responsible for things like the development of time zones. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of science behind them, so it's, uh, it's actually a religious uh, group that actually send, uh, that are sent off into space. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes with, with tragic consequences and the, the aliens have their own types of religion and it could be at great odds between uh, some of the world's religions here. So do we adopt theirs? Uh, do we uh, dump ours? Uh, it's kind of odd. It's a little embarrassing to talk about, but I actually spoke um, in a church uh, as part of a sermon that somebody was was giving about uh, the universe, I was invited to speak on the possibility of aliens out there in the universe and the implications for uh, us here on Earth. Let's do that 
description of that sermon in our next segment with Chris Rudkowski, with Gene and Greg. You're in the Paracast, I believe. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE, GSM, and Sprint networks. Introducing PIX Wireless. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, or unlock GSM phones with PIX, and choose from an arsenal of monthly plans or build your own. Starting at only $2.99 per month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-205-9513 or PIXWireless.com, spelled P-I-X-Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. 
In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Minuteman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I believe this is the Paracast. I believe that we have a second radio show called After the Paracast. I believe that we also offer a commercial-free version of this show. I believe if you go to plus.theparacast.com, You'll learn what it's all about. So, Reverend Rudkowski is delivering a sermon, sir. Yes. And I pointed out that the Bible, Christian Bible, does actually not exclude the possibility of aliens out there somewhere. Uh, there are passages in the Bible that describe uh, Jesus describing there, there are many uh, in my home are, are, are many rooms and, and so forth, many mansions. And there's nothing that precludes aliens existing, that, that God could have uh, created a plurality of habited worlds out there in the universe somewhere. I mean, this would be uh, terrible to, you know, for Galileo, for example, to, to talk about, and he was burned for it or, or, or <laughs> criticized for it quite severely. But there's nothing that precludes aliens out there. And in fact, uh, I know there people have speculated on the possibility that if, if aliens are out there, you know, should we go out and try and convert them? Uh, Mother Teresa herself uh, spoke uh, along these lines. Uh, there is a UFO landing pad uh, in the town of St. Paul, Alberta in Canada. Uh, it's actually been featured in a number of TV shows. Uh, you can Google it. Uh, it's actually a tourist attraction. The, the Center for UFO Studies UFO Museum, Traveling UFO Museum Collection, is now permanently installed there. It's actually built in the shape of a flying saucer. There, it's Canada's version of Roswell, where they have UFO conferences in there. Uh, Mother Teresa actually um, had a ceremony on the top of the UFO landing pad when she was visiting the area uh, quite a long time ago, I'm thinking in the 80s. And she made the statement that if there were poor and sick aliens out there in space, it is the responsibility of us humans to go out there and help them. So, I mean, this has been talked about by a number of individuals. And, uh, you know, just because aliens aren't mentioned in the Bible uh, isn't any reason to discount them. In fact, cats, domestic cats, are never mentioned in the Bible, and yet they were certainly in existence back then, and we seem to accept them very well into everyday life. So the possibility that aliens exist, uh, I think, is scripturally fine. And, uh, you know, I don't think it should shatter too many uh, religious issues unless you're dealing with fundamentalists who would reject any concept whatsoever. But I think the average person... Uh, would have no trouble at all with accepting the possibility that alien, aliens exist from a religious standpoint. It would actually encourage people to think in terms of a, of a larger universe, that, you know, that some entity, God, created uh, not only the, 
now the galaxy is far away from us, but creatures very much like ourselves uh, on a planet not that far away. Um, in fact, it goes against fundamentalism, but uh, many Christians uh, accept evolution uh, quite well and ex assume that uh, God created us through evolution and, uh, and intervened in that sense. But and, and if that's true, then why couldn't the same be done by God on other planets? The difference being that, as far as we know, uh, we're the only creatures in this galaxy or universe who have experienced salvation from Jesus Christ because, you know, he hasn't visited those other planets to our knowledge. So I think that from a religious point of view, uh, I think that although it would take some adjustment, I don't think it would really cause a, a great upheaval um, in the way people have been uh, approaching their faith. In fact, it might encourage people to increase their faith because it would challenge them in ways that so far they haven't had a chance. Boy, right. I really knocked that one, didn't I? You knocked that out of the park. I don't know where to follow up with that one because, you know, I'm not a great expert on religion or how it relates to this. What I'm thinking here is more about UFOs and returning to what we see. How much of what we see is manipulated by we inferior humans because we can't perceive the actual reality? Well, uh, I mean, we certainly don't see all of the spectrum, um, given that. Um, what's really going on, I don't know. And this is, I suppose, where we're going to creep into the, the ghost discussion, which we did promise we were going to do that. I did tell people we we're going to talk about that, you know. So there is a relationship, probably, where we we can talk about UFOs that are seen only by people who are sensitive to uh, to be seeing certain things. That's a possibility. Um, sometimes we can be looking straight ahead and not see things that are literally uh, in in front of our face because uh, we just don't have that perceptual uh, ability. Maybe things are in the infrared, uh, the radio spectrum, or or so forth. That's certainly possible. And in terms of altering our reality. We do form our own reality every day in, in the way we look at things. Uh, that, uh, you know, when we go off into, to work and driving down the, the freeway, um, our reality is that particular car that we're driving in or the bus or the subway and so forth. We don't really have anything to do with the reality that's, that's 10 blocks away. So we are certainly missing out on everything that's going on around us. We're very focused on what's going on. Uh, if UFOs are a part of that, one would think that they're a part of a greater reality, that there's, they're part of every aspect of, of our world. Why, why couldn't the aliens be manifesting if they really are here in a variety of different ways and, uh, you know, subtly disguising their, their, their uh, presence here? I mean, this starts getting into uh, Paul Hellyer and, and others talking about uh, the tall whites disguising themselves as nuns and walking around Las Vegas. I don't think we have to go there to say that there are different realities that we can experience and that there are ways that an alien being might choose to make its presence less known if they so choose. We don't know the technology, we don't know the capability, we don't even know the physical appearance of aliens despite you know, people insisting that they're gray, insectoid, blue, and so forth. So I think that ufology is what you make of it, um, but there are some hard truths that, you know, 95% of the cases uh, either have explanations or aren't 
you know, don't have enough information to, uh, to make one judgment one way or another. There's only a small percentage that you can't explain. And those are the ones that we need to study in some detail. So there are some facts to look at, but the rest of it is really open to interpretation. So how do we search the reality behind all that? Well, I think we, we have to go back to uh, the basics. You know, if you're talking about UFOs, the basis of ufology is a UFO report. The witnesses, what what did he or she see? What, uh, you know, what did it look like? How long was it there? Is there any way to find additional witnesses and try to piece together what was seen in the same way that a detective does? In fact, uh, um, UFO investigators are really more like uh, crime scene investigators. We're the CSI um, of, uh, you know, CSI UFO or something like that. We're trying to understand what was seen based on witness testimony and, and evidence left behind. And then piece together, layer by layer, uh, what is being reported from, you know, other jurisdictions, from uh, people in other countries, people with different ethnic backgrounds, uh, people with different viewpoints. Talk to uh, the scientists in a variety of fields. Talk to uh, the ethnologists talk to uh, the historians, and I think it's a matter of piecing together uh, the reality of, of what UFOs are by understanding the facts that are before us. And I think that's the, the best way of approaching this, rather than going off and claiming we already know that the aliens are here because we had uh, communication from the Arcturians last week. Excuse um, me, those are the star beings from Zeta Reticuli. Star beings. <laughs> we need to correct that. We can't, on the Paracast, just get these things wrong because we have these star beings who are going to take us all over or something or send us a check. They can send us a check. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they can be, uh, if they have some paid advertising, you're, you're all ears, Gene. I know you are. Oh, yeah. I'm really desperate to sell paid advertising for the Paracast and the Tech Night Now Live. So, if any star beings have real hard currency, not Bitcoin, I don't want to get into all that digital stuff because I'll just get ripped off. I mean, you got real money, you know, what the heck? Sure. Interstellar bankers. I just got a call while we were talking. Somebody wanted to put solar energy in my home. And I said, well, I'm on the do not call list. And they said, well, I just want to tell you about this. And I said, I'm on the do not call list. Why are you calling me? This is a felony. I always say it's a felony. It doesn't. But I always tell them it's a felony and I'm going to have you arrested because I don't like people who make unsolicited phone calls. This is not unsolicited. This is Gene. This is Chris. This is Greg. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This is the Assault Your Senses version (laughs) of the Paracast. And Greg Bishop is doing something, I have no idea what. We've got Chris Rudkowski. We know what he's doing, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm who knows what I'm doing actually. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? That brought the show to a dead stop. Greg, you want to pick up? Yeah, I just a decided thud. I was going to talk on uh, on the uh, since it is Halloween uh, week, talk a little bit about UFOs and ghosts. And I, I think it's worthwhile talking about because oh, um, early in my investigations when I was doing some field studies. Uh, tracking down a flap, and there were a whole bunch of UFOs in this particular area in a in a farmland. And I would be talking with witnesses and asking them the usual questions: Have you, you know, had anything other than this one ever seen? Anyone else in your family see anything? How about years ago and so forth? Trying to track down some of the history of uh, of the UFOs that were seen in a particular area. And occasionally, I would run across somebody who said, "You know what? I didn't see." You know, any UFO, you know, that that everybody's talking about. But, you know, there's something funny. There's a cemetery that's just down the road about a half a mile. And I see lights moving over the tops of the trees by the cemetery all the time. And we just assume that those are some of the ghosts. And the question is, are those ghosts, the ghost lights, spook lights, or are those UFOs? There's a lot of places around uh, the country where you can see spook lights, uh, uh, a lot of brown mountain lights and and so forth, but uh, a lot of them have explanations that they're uh, either cars driving on distant roads, uh, you know, in the mountains that uh, you can't see them all the time, but uh, lights at the end of the roads that are often mistaken for for UFOs. 
But there is this other category of lights, and, and I know some people call them orbs and so forth. Not the ones that show up in photographs, because uh, orbs and photographs are, are uh, almost always uh, just some pieces of dust and so forth. But uh, the lights that people see moving about, uh, and they're just amorphous blobs of light that are seen blobbing, uh, bobbing around. Maybe they disappear and come back. In some cases, they enter the ground and come out again, uh, enter buildings and come out again. Are those UFOs? Some people who are really into the ETH uh, say that perhaps those are the aliens manifesting uh, in and out of dimensions and so forth. People who are into the ghost side of things talk about those who really are the spirits that are manifesting going in and out of dimensions and so forth. Uh, depending on who it is who's talking, the witness, uh, his or herself, might have their own interpretation. But we have this relationship between uh, the spirit world and UFOs quite a bit. And if we get into the abduction thing, I know if uh, somebody's in their bedroom late at night and this this black entity uh, appears coming out of the closet when they're paralyzed, appears to convey some information to them or perhaps doesn't say anything but just stares at them and then walks out again, was that a visit by a demon or a spirit or an alien? It depends on uh, the witness's belief and the belief of the investigators. Uh, it's curious that, you know, the, the ghost hunters that you see on TV, you know, they have the PK meters and uh, uh, they have a whole series of gadgets. By and large, ufologists don't have those types of things uh, for detecting electromagnetic magnetic radiation. A few do, but, uh, you know, they're more into uh, radiation detectors uh, and uh, Geiger counters and so forth. And two different sets of devices that may be investigating the same types of phenomena. So there's lots of overlap between the, the different fields, and even in terms of what how it affects the, the witnesses. The witnesses uh, who see a ghost may be very scared, may be very frightened, maybe it shakes them to the core, maybe their religion uh, may not allow it. Maybe there are some physical effects. Marks on the body are very common in some uh, demonic possession cases uh, that are reported. Marks in the body from UFO abductions. What's the difference? Uh, is there a difference? And and then you can get into, and we mentioned demons. Well, some people believe that aliens are demons, that Satan has sent them another aspect of religion. So You know, that's very common among certain, certain organized religions. There is a sect of Jews for Jesus that strongly maintain that those behind UFOs are demonic. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, by and, the way, and, was my wife's uncle, <laughs> Lewis Kaplan. If you look him up, I once visited his home and they said, look, we got a book by somebody here about UFOs. And I read it and it was all about, you know, having to say certain incantations to tell the UFO creatures to stay away. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a, a lot of uh, sort of spillover from here and there. Uh, when I was growing up, my parents were Catholic, and I, I remember getting into, this was about the time when Eric Von Daniken in the early 70s um, had his stuff about chariots of the gods. I remember uh, one of the priests uh, from the church that uh, they had been attending came over one time and he saw this book, and he was absolutely convinced that I was going to be going to hell because I was reading this stuff about uh, chariots of the gods and ancient astronauts because uh, that was clearly not, not authorized by the Catholic Church. 
And here I am, uh, speaking of hell, I'm in the Paracast with Gene Steinberg and Greg Bishop. And you see, they were right. They were right. They were right. That's it. What else can I say? <laughs> now, the other thing here I read in this particular book about demonic UFOs, it signals some kind of rapture, end times kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Hal Lindsey was into that, too, that the, the, uh, when there were more and more UFOs coming it was because uh, you know the uh, the end times were were upon us. That's also another factor from the contactees. The contactees of the of the fifties were telling us that the end times were near, just as the same that the contactees of, of today are are saying the same thing. Uh, eventually, somebody's going to get it right. Well, the thing that bothers me is you can say both at the same time. You know, UFOs are evil, piloted by evil beings. They're good and. You get the same thing about the same UFOs, just as, for example, people are undergoing extraordinarily frightening experiences with UFO abductions. I would not want to have to undergo that. It scared me to death, especially at my age. But some people welcome it. They feel well, sure. warm and, and fuzzy and towards at, their abductors. Is yeah, this like, a, what is the name of the syndrome? Stockholm syndrome. The Stockholm Stockholm. The Stockholm Syndrome, where you come to admire or accept your abductors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's another great rift um, between um, uh, contactees who believe that the aliens are good, or abductees, sorry, the abduction researchers who believe the aliens are good versus bad. I mean, I was at, uh, if you recall, Greg, at the International UFO Congress when... um, uh, David Jacobs was talking, yeah, and he was his his slant is that you know the aliens have have bad intentions basically, um, and I was at the back of the room with some people from the uh, the contactee um, side of things who were convinced that the aliens were were benevolent and friendly and all this sort of thing. They walked out on David Jacobs because he was not you know saying that the aliens were friendly. He was saying the aliens were bad. So, you know, even within ufology and even this particular group of individuals who believe that, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, demonic versus angelic, for example, there, there's this rift developing between good and evil. And, you know, I don't know, there, there probably is a, a doctoral thesis in there somewhere uh, about, uh, you know, the nature of evil and the nature of good as demonstrated by alien encounters. Uh, it's, there's a lot of fascinating uh, directions for research. In fact, uh, I made the point earlier in another program that there are hundreds of doctoral theses, PhD theses, about UFOs that have been produced just in the past you know, 10, 15, 20 years, something like that, and more being produced every day. Let's take that to our next segment okay. with Chris Rutkowski. Greg Bishop, Gene Steinberg in The Paracast! The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. 
It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash gene. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair Repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly, certified computer repair experts. Available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We'd like to hear from you. 
If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You see, the nice thing about that is we're heard on 25 radio stations. We're heard online with iTunes and TuneIn and Stitcher. But you need none of those things to hear that. That was Shatner-worthy. That was. <laughs> Con! Con! I can actually scream, but I want to preserve my dulcet tones. I think there's probably a, a, a doctoral thesis just on, on this sort of stuff, too. Okay, so well, doctoral theses, but there is no official course. Is there in ufology? Uh, no. I mean, there's a couple of community colleges that uh, that teach things. As a matter of fact, I it, it sounds like I'm going to be teaching a, a community uh, course on UFOs sometime in the uh, in the next year. But uh, no, you know, you can't go to uf- to university or college and get a degree or anything in ufology. But it, it's not a science in its own right. Although you can actually use scientific methodology to study the subject, uh, there's a lot of things that can prepare you for that. I mean, I. I do encourage people to uh, study astronomy, you know, go through uh, uh, what's in the sky so you understand uh, when you investigate a case uh, what is and what what isn't up there. Um, I think that studying psychology certainly helps. Um, uh, One of my degrees is uh, as a minor in psychology, so it's interesting to study perceptual skills, uh, the psychology of belief. Um, you can certainly approach uh, UFOs through um, meteoritics, through physics, through geology. The biology of extraterrestrial life, there actually are courses now in xenobi- exobiology and xenobiology uh, to study the possibility of, of life in outer space or the effects of uh, space uh, on life. Um, so you can approach ufology from a lot of different directions. And uh, even historical surveys. I mean, we mentioned David Jacobs. Well, despite his abduction stuff, he wrote the book on the history of UFOs back in, was it 78, 79 that it came out or something like that, 76? And uh, it's still one of the best uh, histories of UFOs up until that time. So there's uh, there's a lot of research that can be done, and a lot of people are, are actually delving into this uh, to try and understand. I mean, abduction research... Um, is uh, really taking off in terms of doctoral theses as well, trying to understand why people see these things and and uh, why they believe they've been abducted, uh, whether they have or not. So I think there's a, a lot of material there that science should be examining in some detail because this is a, a significant percentage of the population. You're looking at uh, about 10% of the population believe they've seen UFOs. That's a significant number. And uh, what, in the United States alone, uh, what's the population, uh, 300 million or something like that? So 30 million people in the United States um, believe they've seen UFOs? That's a lot of people. That's a, 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 an experiential database that is very, very strong. And that's not including the people who are just fascinated with the subject. So I think that science really should uh, spend some time rather than dismissing and naysaying and, and just saying it's all up to hallucinations and, and uh, uh, people's foolishness to say, yeah, you know what, this is an interesting field of study because so many people are into this 
why. I want to know why. I want to know why people are, are into this, what drives their beliefs. If there isn't a physical phenomenon, what's the psychological and sociological phenomena that, that it represents, and tell me about the history. If you really approach it from that uh, direction, I think we'll be making some progress. Let me ask you quickly here. You've surveyed Canadian UFO witnesses and the population as a whole. What percentage of people in your country believe in UFOs? And how many, what percentage have reported or have seen UFOs? I just had this on my blog, too. <laughs> there was actually a, a poll, like Gallup, was it a decima? Uh, I forget uh, the, the poll that just came out surveying uh, Angus Reid. Angus Reid is a polling company in, in Canada, very much like Gallup. And it just surveyed the Canadian population on a lot of unusual things, uh, not just UFOs, but belief in uh, spiritualism and uh, uh, strange things like that. There's a very significant uh, percentage of the population that believed uh, in UFOs. Uh, it was something of the order of 50-something percent believed that the government was covering up information about UFOs, that the existence of UFOs was real. There was a slight uh, change in um, men versus women, depending on region, and, and uh, broken down by uh, age and gender. Uh, certain areas of the country uh, believed more than others. The East Coast seems to uh, believe more in UFOs than um, the prairies, for example. And, and whether that has something to do with uh, the weather or the, the ocean or something, I don't know. But it was very interesting to see that... Uh, Studies like that have been done, and there have been some polls. I don't recall uh, a Gallup poll on UFOs in the United States for quite some time now, and I'm thinking it's probably due. I wouldn't be at all surprised that uh, one is being in, the, in preparation right now. But it's not just Canada and U.S., it's all around the world. I think there have been a few studies in England along this lines. I don't know about the stats from other countries. Uh, partly because of the language barriers, possibly because of cultural barriers. Some areas of the world we simply don't know about. We know that statistically China should have more UFO reports than uh, other significant areas of the world. We don't know. We know that there are UFOs being reported there. There's a couple of UFO groups, but whether we're getting the information out or not, uh, we suspect that there's a, a large resource, a, a large database of UFO cases from Asia that we simply haven't heard about yet. Just imagine, you know, if we say 10% of the population uh, of North America believe they've uh, seen a UFO, only 10% of that population, so one in 100, have actually reported them. So we have those cases on file. Um, I mean, if you look at the population of, of Japan and uh, Shanghai and places like that, there's a lot of UFO reports we are waiting to hear. In terms of really interesting cases, we have somewhere approaching 20,000 UFO cases on file in Canada now. Of those, even if only two or three dozen were you know, close encounters with some you know, documentation like that, just imagine how many exist out of the millions and millions of people uh, that are available to see UFOs in other parts of the world that are much more densely populated. So there's a lot of people out there who are experiencing things. And once again, I'm going to be the broken record. I think it's time for science to take a closer look at the UFO phenomenon, regardless of the outcome. Now, when you say this, I think of what Stanton Friedman mentions quite often in his lectures. When he asks somebody in the audience or the general audience, hey, how many of you have seen a UFO? And a certain number of hands are raised. And then he says, okay, how many of you have reported what you saw. 
and the number of hands is far, far lower. So, of course, the big thing here may be that there are untold numbers of UFO sightings out there in the wild, but people keep it to themselves. Just tell their friends and family, don't report them, and there's a lot of stuff that we never learn about. We are learning about the fact that we're talking to Chris Rutkowski, Canadian UFO researcher and, and man about town who learned in the Orient the power to clap. No, that's not the right person. We have Greg Bishop, Chris Rutkowski, Chris O'Brien is on special assignment. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on America's largest 4G LTE, GSM, and Sprint networks. Introducing PIX Wireless. Activate your Sprint, AT&T, or unlock GSM phones with PIX and choose from an arsenal of monthly plans or build your own. Starting at only $2.99 per month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-205-9513 or PIXWireless.com, spelled P-I-X-Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active duty military personnel to join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and healthcare collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 90 for Life Crusade to save America. Start a healthcare business with FDI Longevity 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer and communicate information and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 90 for Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com and save America. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. Well, his rhythm's a little bit off, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry about that. How dare you? (laughs) Seriously speaking, Chris Rutkowski, what do you think about these untold numbers of people who don't report anything? It's like, you know, we don't really have the evidence because an unknown percentage of it is not available to us. Absolutely. That's, that, that's uh, absolutely true. You know, we, everybody seems to have a story about, you know, a neighbor or a cousin or somebody who's seen something, uh, but they're unwilling to come forward with it. Uh, and that certainly is a problem. I think the ridicule factor, that, that was what Heineck coined, is decreasing. I think it's not as significant anymore. Um, I, in fact, of all the uh, mainstream media interviews that I've been doing, I would say maybe only one or two percent of them uh, involve some, you know, ridicule of, of some sort. Most individuals, most media are taking it fairly seriously. It's a fascinating subject. They want to know more. Tell us the stories. And, and approaching it from that point of view, there's a lot of rich stories out there. But, you know, the problem is not just that we don't hear about the cases and there may be some good cases out there. Even when we do hear about the cases, um, they're not well investigated. I know there's some really good field investigators for MUFON and other organizations out there, but I don't think that UFO reports in general are well investigated. And by that, I mean um, in-person investigations, accurate direction of the UFO and its movement recorded, full documentation, uh, you know, a real rigorous investigation. Now, it may not be necessary to do that with a lot of simple nocturnal lights that are seen at a distance for two or three seconds or something like that. Uh, And I understand that completely. But of um, we get about 1,000 cases reported in Canada every year. And of those 1,000 cases, uh, I would say that maybe only 20 or 30 are what I would describe as well investigated or, or decently investigated. I suspect the proportion is about the same anywhere else, not just in the United States, but anywhere else around the world, England, uh, France, Germany, and, and Australia, and so forth, simply because it's difficult, it's time-consuming, uh, the resources available to field investigators are really limited, 
I mean, you get home from work, after working eight or ten hours a day, you have to feed the kids, you have to pay the bills, go grocery shopping, and by the way, you're going to interview a group of people who've seen a UFO, but you have to be back in half an hour because uh, The Walking Dead uh, uh, starts up tonight. So there's a, a limited number of, of people out there who are willing to take the time to actually investigate in any great detail. Um, it's not as glamorous as uh, portrayed on a lot of shows. Mulder and Scully had unlimited resources and could fly hither and thither and yawn and appear magically within uh, a few minutes uh, across the country to investigate uh, some strange occurrences. And the real FBI um, wouldn't support that. The real FBI, in fact, Phil Class used to complain, you know, if, if people have been abducted, why don't they report their experiences to the FBI? They'd get to the bottom of it. Well, you try convincing an FBI agent of that. And even when there is something to investigate, allocating the budget to pay for the travel, if it's not an immediate crime, something of real serious concern, they're not going to do it. Yeah, it'd be, it would be very tricky. There's, there's no question that there would be some, some trickiness involved. We put together this show rather quickly, as we do sometimes, and I think that's the big fun of it, and the fun of the power cast is spontaneity. But we did open our questions in the question bank at forum.theparacast.com. And I believe, Greg, if you look over a question there from a Canadian listener named Marduk. Yes. Uh, Here is the question from our listener, Marduk. Uh, Chris, it looks like my hometown of Calgary is seeing increased sightings. As an example, my son and I saw a weird band of sparkling light at sunset a few months ago, which was odd. What kinds of sightings are being reported around my area recently? Well, I'd love Marduk to uh, to let me know more about that. I, I, from the description, a weird band of sparkling light at sunset. It doesn't sound like your standard UFO. It sounds like a strange weather phenomenon, I suppose. But right. um, you know, there are areas uh, of Canada, just like areas around the United States or other parts of the world, where there are slight increases of uh, flaps or or mini flaps, I suppose, where there's an increase from time to time. Uh, there were, I think, a few. Uh, a handful of UFO reports in uh, in Alberta uh, over the past several months, but I would say overall uh, no more so than would be expected from variations across the rest of Canada. In fact, you know we don't actually do the statistical analysis of Canadian UFO reports until well into the following year, so I can't tell you how things have been across Canada so far in 1986 uh, in general. But what I can tell you is that. There's been a significant increase in the cases in Quebec. And I think the figure that I saw recently was something like three or 400 UFO reports in Quebec this past year. That's a big chunk. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how those sightings are broken down once we, uh, once we delve into them a, a little bit more. So, uh, you know, a handful of seen in Calgary versus uh, three or 400 in Quebec. Uh, can't be compared, but uh, it, it could be just an, a normal variation. We'll have to see. And that's why science has to study it a little bit more, to try and understand why we have these variances. Greg? He's, he's sleeping. Okay. Okay, I don't want to sing a lullaby because it'll be well, off key. Oh, I'm listening to you. I was just listening to the people running around the house here, too. Okay. He's got people running around the house Trying to do some. Are, you, are they people and not uh, not demons? You know, it could be. It could be because it's near Halloween. I've got a uh, I've got a uh, big scary skeleton on the door, which actually scared away some um, 
uh, Jehovah's Witnesses the other day. They refused to knock on the door. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And what they'll do is they'll bring back the ghost of Michael Jackson for this transgression. And that's going to be really scary. Yeah. (laughs) And we ought to channel Michael Jackson here for the show and uh, and see what his opinions on UFOs were. I'm sure they were they were unique and uh, and uh, what's the word? Uh, Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. Well, you know that the word unique is based on uh, two Latin roots, uh, uni meaning one and equus meaning horse. So uh, that pretty well describes the show. So. <laughs> oh. It's only, mi- it's only missing the dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring in my dog, Teddy Bear, and he'll make up the difference. This white furry thing <laughs> that occasionally makes his presence known. Even when you say... Be quiet. Don't make a lot of noise. That's when he really starts growling and barking. But that's interesting, too, because I was reading the other day about the amazing sensitivity of a canine's sense of smell. I mean, sensing the presence of someone buried thirty in 30 feet of ice. Yeah, not only that, uh, I have a niece who is diabetic, and for... $20,000, you can, I don't know, purchase um, a diabetic-sensing dog Yes, who, will, who, who has, is a companion animal who will let the owner know when he or she uh, needs to take in a, insulin based on their, uh, the, the smell of their, their, their body, of, you know, that type of thing. And that's fascinating. I, I think it's, it's uh, really quite remarkable. Well, you know, supposedly, a dog can also sense the possible presence of cancer in an individual because of what they smell. Yeah, and and the breath that that, that people have uh, can often be, you know, an indication of a, a whole series of uh, different ailments. Well, the Supreme Court accepts dogs, by the way, as being reliable. Let's talk more about this. This show is definitely not going to the dogs. we got one more segment to spend with Chris Rutkowski and Gene Steinberg and Greg Bishop. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. 
You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653, 877-886-3653, GoBerkey.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9256. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9256. Call 1-800-958-9256. 1-800-958-9256. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? This is the first time on this episode that people who are saying the Paracast have added the sound effects. <sighs> well, we're always going to the next level. Always the next level. Yeah, I did use a guitar once, I think. Well, the way you played the guitar, that was the issue. Yeah, I, it was terrible, but it was just being used as a, as a sound effects generator, not not because I'm any good at the guitar. Talking about the sensitivities of canines, Chris Rutkowski, I'm thinking they can smell all these things. Can they smell a UFO? Having a dog as a UFO detector? 
Well, we do know there's lots of documented cases. In fact, I think in the UFO database, uh, there are many cases of animals being agitated when UFOs are, are being seen and so forth. Uh, we do know uh, that dogs and cats are actually used to predict earthquakes in some cases. In fact, uh, one indicator of a coming earthquake, uh, I think they use it in Japan, is that they monitor the number of lost uh, and runaway cats and dogs because they tend to run away just uh, previous to a major earthquake. There's a book, wonderful book called um, When the Snakes Awake by, uh, I think it's Helmut Tribich. And it's all about the way that uh, animals can uh, detect our environment, particularly earthquakes. And if Michael Persinger is right, and there is a relationship between UFOs and earthquakes, it makes perfect sense that animals might be able to detect such electromagnetic radiation uh, ahead of anything that we might be able to see. So uh, I think uh, there might be something there. Well, imagine now somebody starts selling a UFO sniffing dog. It's only $100,000. Send me a check. I'll send you the dog. He'll be house trained or she'll be house trained. No, don't do that. I'm not offering this, you know. Forget <laughs> it. But I'm expecting that somebody out there will have the spirit to earn a little money. But I don't see how you train this, except for obviously a dog being agitated at the presence of something unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something truly frightening. You know, there might be some way of doing it. I don't know. There's probably a market for it. That's all I can say. There is a market for everything. They do have that cat that used to know when people were going to die and go in and sit in their room or something like that. I don't know how it knew that either by knew it. knowing the uh, knowing the future or smelling or sensing something that uh, humans can't sense. Probably smelling something. That's what I think it would be. Probably. But I don't know. I've never heard of another cat that did that. That was the only one that was ever in the news. It was in a um, hospice. Indeed. So as humans, what do we do with the UFO phenomenon? What's, what, what's our approach to the UFO question? The, the animals can sense it. We just don't seem to have the ability so far, unless you're a, a psychic or a channeler. What's the solution? What, what can we practically do? Practically, I think there's nothing we can do because if there was something we could do, we would have done it. Yeah, maybe it's just a matter of trying to... I go back to the fact that uh, ufologists are detectives trying to piece together uh, all this massive data and trying to sift out the uh, the red herrings looking for the, the real good stuff, the, the real meat of the matter. And I think it's out there, and I think there is a, a real good source for uh, scientific investigation and study and that's my hope for the future at this time during halloween when things go bump in the night what's what the uh, the gaelic prayer or cornish prayer i guess from ghoulies and ghosties and long-leggedy beasties and things that the go bump in the night the good lord deliver us is there ever going to be an end to this you have been at it for a number of years i have been at it for more years because i'm older we know Greg Bishop has been involved in studies for a number of years. I never see an end game. You know, I just see the people who have these forlorn hopes that, oh, there's going to be disclosure or the president, whoever he or she might be, will lead E.T. to the podium. Not going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, and again, it's, it's why you're in ufology. As I say, a lot of field investigators that I've spoken with are in it to prove once and for all that, that aliens are here. If that's what you're trying to do, good for you, but I don't think you're going to get there. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it's, I'm fascinated by the phenomenon itself. And that's why I attend some conventions. I engage in discourse. I do podcasts. I write books and do a tremendous amount of reading. For me, it's fascinating. It's a study of the human condition, a quest of humans to try and understand who we are by looking outward into the universe. And for me, that's a, a fascinating uh, field of study. And perhaps it's not even ufology. Perhaps it's something else entirely. What is your end game? Is there any end game for what you do? I don't think I could come up with a real end game. As I say, I'm as fascinated by the entire thing. I, I want to know more. I want to understand more. Is there a, an aspect that I, I haven't realized yet? Uh, for me, it's just a matter of listening to more stories, listening to more people and engaging in the conversation and encouraging people. If there was an end game, um, I would like to encourage more open discussion and try and be a liaison between the various factions within ufology and, in fact, uh, between the, uh, the skeptics and debunkers and uh, the other sides, just to get people talking to try and get a better understanding of uh, what's really going on. Well, to get a skeptic to accept the possibility that they might be wrong, to get a believer in E.T. to accept the possibility they might be wrong, that's a pretty tall order. It is, but maybe it's not a matter of accepting that we're wrong or right. Maybe it's just a matter of getting people to even sit down at the same table. I mean, uh, the, uh, the combined European trade agreement or whatever it is, that the, half the problem is just getting people to sit down at the table, not to agree that each other is right, but just to sit down and have the discussions at all. And even getting people to that point is darn near impossible. Well, back in the 1980s, Republican Ronald Reagan, Democrat Tip O'Neill would do their Republican and Democratic things. At the end of the day, they sit back together and have a couple of drinks, a couple of old Irishmen, and they have a good time. You can't have that anymore. It would be very tough to do it uh, in a lot of different uh, fields of study, absolutely. But maybe it's the direction that we should be going. Maybe um, Heineck used to, uh, no, actually it was Friedman, used to talk about uh, the difference between believers and non-believers, about uh, um, a a Catholic priest arguing with a rabbi. Uh, You know, you'd think that they're coming at it from two different directions, but they really have a lot in common when you really look at it. And I think that's that's probably the way I'd like to see things go. And I, I do have some hope that that can be achieved. Well, if Catholics and Jews can come together, maybe UFO believers and skeptics could as well. But more about Republicans and Democrats. Chris Rutkowski, please tell our listeners what you're doing, what's coming up, and where they can find more of your stuff. Well, my uh, books are on Amazon right now. In fact, there's a new bundle that's just been released on Kindle. Uh, It's called The Collected Works of Chris Rutkowski. Uh, you look under my last name, R-U-T-K-O-W-S-K-I, um, and uh, there's five books that have been bum- bundled in a, in a Kindle collection. Uh, so that's one way of reading my, my work. I'm continually working on the Canadian UFO survey, uh, collecting cases, investigating, um, engaging in active discourse uh, on Twitter and Facebook uh, and my blog, which is uforum, U-F-O-R-U-M dot blogspot dot com and uh, uh, enjoying being on podcasts and vlogcasts and all those other casts 
talking about the UFO phenomenon with people like Gene Steinberg and Greg Bishop. Greg, tell our listeners where they can find more of the things you do. Uh, they can either go to radiomysterioso.com, uh, just put my name in with it and it'll come up. Uh, and my latest book is It Defies Language, and you can get that on uh, on Kindle, on Amazon, and at, at Lulu. Actually, Kindle would probably be the best for me, and I thank you for your interest. You can find us on Twitter. If you look for the Paracast, you can find two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And you can find our second radio show after the Paracast. You can find it if you become a member of the Paracast Plus. That's the only way to get it. We also give you a commercial-free version of this show. We also give you a bunch of other stuff. Just check it out. Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. When you go there, we'll give you simple sign-up instructions, and we give free eBooks for long-term subscriptions. Our price. Greg, thanks for being aboard as a guest co-host. Thanks. It was enjoyable as always. Chris, thank you on short notice for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>